SoccerChronicle.com informa Los Cachirules, el podcast con más garra, pasión y picardía que hasta el equipo de todos. Y ahora con ustedes, Albert en Chichis Campa. And we are here, episode 15. This is Albert Campa passing it over to Dan to host the show. Take it away. Hi, thanks, Beto. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us on episode 15 of Los Cachirules, a uh, tasteful, classy uh, podcast covering Mexican soccer. Um, as Beto stated, I am your host, Daniel Preciado. Today joining us is Joel from deep in the hood of L.A. Hello, Joel. Hi. Hello, greetings. How's it going? Any? Um, I don't hear any ghetto birds. Uh, is it a quiet night in LA? Yes, it's it's getting gentrified. Wonderful. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful to hear. Uh, John joining us from. I'm not sure if he's on the road or from home, but uh, John Jagu, how's it going? All right, he's on mute. He may not be able to say hello. But we have John Jagu also joining us. Is Sorry about that. Sorry about that. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm in Houston, uh, get ready to do the uh, Texas High School Championship for football, and uh, hope everything is uh, well out there in Escondido. Yes, uh, the fire is uh, alive and well right now. Glad to hear it. Is yeah. It chilly, I, is it a chilly 62? Uh, today, um, I've been scraping my windshield every morning. Wow. Yeah, how about that? The last two nights, the last two mornings, I mean, I should, I've been scraping my windshield from frost. Y'all so. should collect it so you can use it for water. Yeah, there you go, see? <laughs> That's what we need. We need uh, forward thinkers like you. Uh, righty. Uh, moving along the line, also joining us from Texas is Beto. Good evening. How's it going? How's it going? Good to be here with uh, you guys. Awesome. And uh, finally, our favorite villain, Ronnie. Should I, should I say your last name, or should I just keep it as uh, Ronnie Chonchon, or what was it? What was it? Hijo pródigo de. El hijo pródigo de Big Soccer Titlan. That's a mouthful for me, bro. <laughs> no, how are you guys doing? Everything's fine. Salt levels are low. Everything's fine. Return back to normal, despite the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from Japan, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Duke, Duke America defeated that really tough Congolese team today. Yeah, I was just, wondering about that. So yeah, so um, just to give a give everyone a quick um, <clears throat> uh, view as to what's going to be covered today, we're going to be going over the Liga MX final, as well as uh, America's uh, participation, as best we can call it, in the uh, Club World Cup as well as discussing some of the Mexicans playing abroad. So starting off, would you guys want to start with the Liga MX final or uh, the America final? The America uh, World, World Cup, I'm sorry. Uh, we can start with America. I mean, pretty much it's over. You know, so, uh, they honestly, I, I've never... You know, you guys knew that I was pissed with the, with, with the, uh, the Pumas game uh, because I honestly felt that you know the better team did not advance 
with with the way America played, you know, in the World Cup final, it's just it, it just it really pissed me off, and because of just how they 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 after they after they they scored the first goal, it's like they just completely shut down, completely shut down. And I I mean I haven't seen America play that bad in a while. I mean they couldn't even string up two passes. And uh, I think you know Nacho Ambriz should take some of the responsibility here because his substitutions came in very late. Um, but but one of the things that really irritates me, and I've said it before, and I've said it you know many times to you guys, is one of the things that I mean I, I'm not a big fan of Arroyo, I'm not a big fan of Darwin Quinteros, I'm not a big fan, and even to a degree uh, of Oribe Peralta, uh, because they're just too inconsistent, like extremely too inconsistent. And, and one of the things that bothers me, you know, and it, and it happens throughout the entire season, is that America, okay, they'll, they'll score a goal, they'll, they'll have a two two goal lead or a goal lead, and they're clearly in the driver's side. They're playing well, but it's like they 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 start getting too selfish, and they start getting careless. And that to me is what happened after the first goal. Is they started getting careless. There were chances where they could have they could have you know gone the second goal or even the third goal, but they were just being too selfish and too stupid in in in, in the box, and they weren't passing to the right people. Uh I, I think you felt that frustration at the end when the or, or when what's his name uh, Darwin headbutted what's his name uh, Sambu. I, I just I don't know, man. I, I think I think that the locker room may be broken. You know. I I. Do you think, uh, Ronnie, that part of this may lead back to that uh, fight that they had internally, and that's just it's kind of just finally showing itself on the field, or? I, I I think so. I I really think so. I honestly think that they need a clean house. I mean, because I mean, you think about it, and this is so rare in Mexican football where a team is so successful given the amount of of uh, manager changes. And I, and I know John and I. I think you know we we talked about this a while back. It's it's like this rarely happens when you, where a team can win, and they're like you know they're always in contention for the title. With the manager changes, different manager changes, and I, I don't think that that's going to work out in the long run. And I think Belice should realize that. And I mean, because you have players that, that were basically piojos people, you know, piojos people. You had people that were with Turco, they were with the Matosos and stuff like that. I think I think you know, Ambris should start. I, and I'm not calling for Ambris's head, believe it or not. I, I think I think. He, he is an experience, and but not enough to the point where we should just you know get rid of him and go with another guy, a high price guy. Because keep in mind, in the beginning of the year, they were playing some really good football. I mean, I I, I think they were what like six or seven games in a, without losing or something like that. So well, I would say even in the even in the semifinal they played well. Uh, yeah, it, it is. I mean, I think I think. You know he he's inexperienced in in, in in playoffs, and I think that Belize should let him build his team because you still have people from you know from uh, the Matosas from the Turco you know era. And it, uh, well, it seems to me that uh, that America is very top heavy, where they have a bunch of guys that are that they kind of fulfill the same roles, and then they don't have enough blue guys to kind of keep a team together. You know, like 
You know, they know that they don't have that, uh, you know, that veteran midfielder to come in and just, you know, calm things down. That you know, they, they certainly don't have a defender that can do that. I mean, their defenders are not particularly good. You're absolutely right. Because but they have it, a ton of wingers. You know, yeah, what is that? You're absolutely no. You're absolutely right. I mean, you don't have a guy that's gonna you know go in there and basically comp. You know, like even like Ludwig, he would go in there and he would try to, you know, take control or or, 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 or to, you know you know slow the tempo in in their favor and his team's favor. And it just seems like you know when when you, you know Medica would put in their substitutions, it's like those guys were just playing for themselves as opposed for the team. Um. I, I what uh, you had obviously America already signed one last week the guy from Querétaro, um, and apparently I think I heard that they signed another one today. Um, uh, Lozano, I think, or Uruguayan. Yeah, but, I've been um, hearing though that that um, Nacho's going to be fired and that Pilates' position is up in the air. Is that just um, I thought I talking? Thought that, you know that well, would be so stupid though. Just I mean you know give the guy. You know, let him see what he can do. Like you said, he doesn't have his own players. You know, obviously, in my opinion, Nacho is a guy that it, it's not as, you know, he's more of a defensive guy. I think it's just in the in the style of, you know, that he was as a player. And and, he, and I just don't think that the, that the team that he has fits with what he wants to do. So, and, and Pelaez, I think Pelaez is a great general manager. It's not, you know, I'm sorry, but it's, it's not his fault that the team fell apart in the last 10 minutes. No, it's not. It, it's not his fault. Yeah. And uh, one, you know, one of the things, uh, and one of the reasons why I want I want Ambris to stay in there is not that so much that he's defensive, but I think, given given, you know, his history, you know, you know, his experience as a as a as a uh, as a player and the position that he played, and also you know his coaching experiences, I I think he he's more of a guy that wants more balance, and I mean I don't want to get get ahead and, and talk about the final. Uh, but one of the things that American, you know, one of the, you saw two extremes in, in the final. You saw a, a team like America who, by force, w had to throw everything up front and had to be offensive, and basically it, it it cost them. And then you know you would also see the other extreme where teams are too d defensive, like Pumas. You know when they were you know like you know because I mean you think about it, there was two. Consecutive series, you had teams that were that won a leg, you know, three nothing, and then on the return leg, you know, they they basically almost you know lose, and that has to do with you're going in there with a mindset that you have to defend and you're trying to hold on to a three you know three zero lead, and I and I, I just don't I don't think that uh, I think I think American needs to find a balance between uh, attacking and defending, you know, because you know there's no point you know when you you, you have players like Arroyo and Darwin and or even like you're just trying to throw players, you know, up front, you know. Well, I, I just I understand the need for continuity, and and there is a lot to that. I do I do think that constantly firing someone and and replacing with somebody else is probably counterproductive uh, in in the long run. But I um I, I guess I'm personally was really unimpressed with what Nacho did with the team. Um, uh, yes, they played well, but Ultimately, they they failed on some level from winning winning the league, and and the way they did it, which is which was kind of kind of alarming. The fact that the issues that that you think a coach that has control of his team would not have, he's having like disciplinary issues, fights within the team, um, and then you go to 
to represent the entire area of the country in the league, and then you go and embarrass yourselves and lose to a team that, at least on I paper... Could, I couldn't even show my face in Austin. I had to walk around with a bag over my head. Was so and you're not even an America fan. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I know it's probably not that big a deal, but, I mean, I, I personally think it's it's kind of embarrassing to go all the way over there and everyone's kind of licking their chops at the chance of, of playing Barcelona and then you lose to this Chinese team. And then Barcelona even stated that, or Jordi Alba stated that he was waiting for America. Sort of messed up. Man, I got a question. What, what, are, what are the ratings going to be for that China, the Chinese team and Barcelona? They're, I mean, there's going to be 300 million people watching that game easily. Oh yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, that's it is. I mean, they're they're huge La Liga fans over there. But you know, the thing you know, I mean, keep in mind, you know, my you know my folks were living in China what ten ten years ago. Like in, when you would walk into like the equivalent of a footlocker over there, everything. I mean, you, all you saw was just like you know Inter Milan, AC Milan, Manchester, Real Madrid, Barcelona. You know, and Ver Veracruz, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Veracruz. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be huge falling. Euro fanboys. They're yeah, so like you know, like you know the uh, the centuries, you know, with their Boca and River Plate jerseys, you know. It was it was funny on uh, Jorge Ramos y Subanda today. Today I believe there was some guy calling up and said, I don't know why you guys keep on talking about Mexican league and about America. It's good that you guys need to talk about more uh, Argentina and River Plate and all this stuff. And they said, "Well, we are talking about all these other teams." And he was, he was like, "I'm not. I'm glad you're talking about Argentina. Um, I'm from Peru." <laughs> <laughs> he was from Peru. He was a. Uh, they were clowning, I believe. What is it? Uh, the, the the Argentino Pereira, I believe his name is. Yeah. He uh, was clowning on uh, the Polanco guy, who I believe is. I'm not sure. I think he's Central American. But he's Salvadorian, I believe. Okay, they uh, they started clowning him, or actually not him, but one of the journalists that they had on board, and they were kind of making a similar claim, complaining about the the, the coverage of, of America, whose teams consist. He didn't actually say Mexico, but alluded to the fact that all these teams from the same area go there and embarrass themselves year in and year out. Where uh, the the Argentinian guy goes, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's like, here you're blowing. Um, like you're you're here lifting up the what Saprisa did. Uh, you're not even from that country, so now you get to claim everybody, every uh, every country from from Central America. He's like you're Honduran. You're you're not even uh, you're not even Costa Rican. You don't you shouldn't get to to claim that. He's like you you why don't you at least get to that point and then get embarrassed and then maybe you could talk, which I thought was pretty amusing. Yeah, so I saw I saw a thing on Twitter to win a Chicharito Leverkusen jersey. I'm like, I like Chicharito and all, but I I don't really want a Leverkusen jersey. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a Mexican league jersey over any European stuff. It's ugly. I would wear it, but I mean, but it's not like I would continue to buy the jersey after. So I, like, I have a Rafa Marquez jersey and I have a Carlos Vela Arsenal jersey. After after that Arsenal um, debacle, that's when I stopped buying jerseys um, and made sure until I waited till they actually cemented their I, spot on the team. I treasure my Neri Castillo Shakhtar Donetsk jersey. It's just it's one of my one of my valued <laughs> possessions. 
Does anybody have a Geo at Tottenham? Nope. No. Yeah. Man. I don't have any player jerseys, actually. So, uh, so what's going to happen to America? Are they going to... Uh, you know are, what? Are they going to be okay? You, you know what? Going by what Ronnie was saying about Ambriz getting his own players, I, I don't think that will happen. I, I think he'll have some input, but I think Pelias, Pelias builds the team. I feel that was one of the reasons uh, Matosas left was because uh, they didn't want to get the players he was requesting. Do you think they, yeah, they should keep Nacho? That doesn't Nacho? make any sense. What? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I mean, they, I know you have a budget it. and this and that, but I mean, geez, I mean, you are you are the top team. No offense to Chivas, but I mean, it's a team that has you know, what I would consider an unlimited budget. I mean, geez, if the guy's asking you for players, go get them players. Yeah, but, but see, they, they do that in other teams, too. Like, they'll do it in Madrid, Barcelona. They'll do the same thing. The coach, usually they don't, you know, like, Ancelotti never requested uh, uh, the Colombian guy. What's his name? James? Or Chicharito. You knew that in the, even in, in, in the World Cup of Brazil, I mean, I remember, I, I said, how long is it going to take for Real Madrid to find this guy? I mean, it was, it, you know, it was, that, that one was academic. There was, I mean, they, they could not sign him. They had to sign him. It's who they are. You know, just, you know, whatever the flavor of the month is internationally, they're going to, you know, they'll be all over it. And they'll spend ridiculous amounts of money. But that's what America should do. Like getting to, like getting to that dude, Lozano, I mean, Brian Lozano. Wait, aren't they getting a top Uruguayan player? Yeah, Brian and, and, and Jimmy, And Jimmy's going to be with America. That is awesome. He's one of my favorite players. Are we talking about a different Lozano? Brian, no, Brian Lozano. Uh, not Jaime? Too bad. He's from uh, Defensores. There's a rumor that Guerrero's going to be gone. Ronnie over there, but that's just a rumor. Is it Brian or Brian? Oh, Brian is Brian. Okay. I think they'll be fine. I think America will be fine. Elias is doing a really good job. Yeah, he is. I agree with Ambre staying too. I think give him a chance. He didn't. He didn't. He did better than I thought. I thought he was bomb. I think they should keep him, but I think he kind of failed when you look at the whole thing and uh, the team that he was given. Granted, maybe not be his uh, total uh, like total choice of, of the team, but it's still an incredibly good team. But, but hey, you know, I, I will say this, and this is why you know I, I want him there. It's not his team to begin with, meaning he he didn't. It's not he didn't build his team, but. I mean, if I if I were to go back at uh, Turco's first uh, season and you know Matosas' first season and even Piojo's first season, I think I think you know he's probably had the better of you know the better season out of all of them. And and honestly, if you think about it, dude, if, and and I understand the criticism of 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 having four people you know sent off, you know, in the semifinals. But even though, even then, dude, his team was playing well. You know, even when they were down, oh man, his team, was, the, the team was functioning. I mean, uh, keep in mind, uh, granted, that's not the purpose of the game. I mean, you're supposed to score, and that's a different topic. 
but his teams were still functioning. And I and and I think I think there's you know there's too many you know quote unquote stars on that team you know where I think you know and this and I, and I keep going back to this because I just don't like them I just I just think they're more of a cancer I think they're you know they you know they are royals the Darwins and stuff like that I I just you know they they just don't convince me man I think you know you know Medicaid should be doing should be getting you know honestly players from you know what how many foreigners are is there now. I think they had seven. I just wanted to touch on something before I forget, though. Um, as far as Ambris goes, I, I know you like to – you brought it up. I've heard you bring it up a couple of times that when they first went down, the man, that they continued to play well. Do you really think, though, that was a smart decision, though, continuing to attack after you've gone down a man? After, I mean, after, after you've gone down 1-0? No, after the, first, after the first one, yes. After the first one, yes. When they was the second one, no. At, at, that, point, at that point, it's Ambris' fault. Not the you know for and and that's where he was inexperienced uh, you know in the playoffs you know but you know I think that's that's what it cost him um, I, I I don't like I said I just well uh, definitely I I would hope that like some of these mistakes and some of the 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 mistake some of the the issues that they're having internally and and with and disciplinary issues as far as on the field. Um, uh, you, you, that's that would be the one area of of concern for me that because obviously the the functioning of the team seems to be really good. I mean they 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 play really well. Yes, the performing I have no I have no you know quarrels with that. But also keep in mind that you know those those type of beefs with you know with players and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, as far as I can remember with America, you've always had those type of players. You know, you've always had those players that you know always. Like the Sambus, like we can go back. I don't know if you guys remember, you know, uh, Antonio Carlos, you know, Santo, you know, uh, uh, Antonio Carlos, uh, Carlos Antonio Santos. You know, the, uh, yeah, Hugo. I forget his name. You know, Hugo Sanchez's uh, stepdad, the one that died. I mean, you always had those, you know, controversial type players, Guatemo Blanco. You know, so I mean, I, I that, that that you know that doesn't really bother me about you know. Ronnie. You know, yeah. Would you prefer if uh, America players were as friendly as the Tigres? No. No. <laughs> team unity. Team unity. No, but they might have got to the final if they were. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, moving on. Um, I guess we could start off and discuss the crazy final that. I missed. Um, so I'm assuming John and, and Bethel, you guys got to be pretty happy or at least proud of uh, your team's performance and how they, they made a game of it. Yeah, uh, oh, good lord. Sorry about that. Excuse me. No. You know, I was, uh, I mean, obviously, you, you don't want to see your team get run off the pitch and, you know, like, like the way they battled back. But you know, it hurts that they lost. I mean, you know, I mean, you you go through all that trouble to to get to where you're, you know, you have a chance to win, and then, you know, they sent the wrong dudes to take the penalty kicks, and it's like, you know, would you guys even pay attention to your team? But uh, you know, I mean, it was a great game. I mean, there's no question, and it was it was really funny because I was watching the game. I was a bit a long day, and I was I was like just kind of half awake watching it with one eye open. In the first half, especially, I was like, well, it was like. I was debating, do I really want to watch this, or is it going to be? And then they got that one goal, and then it just went, you know, bananas. It was, it was bananas after that, your second half, and then extra time. But it was, um, it was a great game, and you know, and it goes back to what Ronnie was saying about, 
about teams, and you know, and, and this is something that that that, that Duca seems to have had a problem with in his last three finals. His last three finals, uh, in the second legs, he's he's given up three goals in each of them. You know, three at the Azteca, three at uh, the Monumental, and then three at the at Seu. So you know, for Mister Mister Conservative, which is really kind of surprising, but uh, you know, I got to hand it to Tigres, man. They uh, they at at the end they pulled through and they got it and they got the you know the fourth goal with Gignac. I mean they're just a great team, and it was funny because once they uh, once they realized that they needed to to to, to score and, and play better, in in extra time obviously they were a man up. They played great. I mean I thought they were going to score two or three goals and probably should have scored a, a couple of goals, but then they backed off again. Pumas <laughs> got the Pumas got the equalizer, which just totally cracked me up. But uh. It was, um, you know, obviously it was it was a really entertaining final. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to think, and I don't know if, um, if, if, if if maybe just playing one game is the way to go in something like this. But then again, I like the fact that there's a second leg because, you know, there's just there's so many things that can happen, and I I'm just I'm just happy that Pumas you know showed up and played the way that they're supposed to, and the way that they played all season. So I I did enjoy that. But uh, you know, it, you it, know it, was, it was a great game. For me, I was, anyway. uh, I was. No, it was. It was a great game. I, I was actually thinking about this. You know, you know, you know, going back to you know, you know, Duca's giving up three goals in, in the finals and stuff like that. And and it's not just just Duca, but it it just seems like you know teams. You know, sometimes they have a tendency of wanting to play for the result and not for go for the win, and I think that's the wrong mindset. You know, um, and honestly, I, I was thinking about this, giving a thought of thinking. Obviously, we've done you know the away goals. You know, we've done you know to try to give the team an advantage. You know, basically, you know, one of the, the, the I guess the arguments is for to you know for the. Uh, for the away goal is to to ensure that you know the team doesn't bunker because you know uh, you want the team that you know position better at the season to basically go in and play the home game the return game um, right. you know and and I was thinking maybe maybe what they should do for a tiebreaker aside from the points and goal differential maybe the next one should be possession. You know, what do you guys think about that? Nah, because that, that reminds me of in high school here in Texas when they had tie games in the playoffs. They went to, like, well, penetrations and how many first downs. It's, it's, it's like – But do you th- – Because then you start you, playing for possession. What's that? I mean, then you start playing for possession. I mean, to me, the tiebreaker should be what it is, which is, you know, penalty kick. Well, but it's no, interesting no, 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 that, that, you, that you said that, though, as far as the um, – you know, I was thinking back at when I was – I can't remember if it was Barcelona or Bayern or, or whichever team it was. Uh, I think it was Barrett that like just spanked the crap out of Barcelona a couple of years ago in the first leg of the semifinals, like three or four nothing. And then in the second leg, yeah. they wonder, well, you know, what are they going to do? And then they they just played their same style. Obviously, they didn't take as many risks, but they didn't, you know, they didn't go into a defensive shell and put up and put another three or four on them on top of that. Yeah, I don't agree. With so, that. yeah, so I mean, that, that, I think that, that that that's what's lacking. I think that they that guys just get too. Uh, they, they they turtle up a little too much. The coaches, you know, when they have a bigger lead, it seems like. I mean, I thought Pumas against uh, America just went totally against what they did all season, and I think we saw that to a certain degree with Tigres because Tigres did not play like that the entire season. I mean, Tigres was a much more dynamic team, 
and well, all of a sudden you're asking them to play something entirely different. Well, it was, it was desperation mode also, and this happens in, in every game that it gets close to the end of the game. Uh, for for Pumas, they scored the first goal, and then they scored a second. There was some some hope there, so they started you know playing hard, or they were desperate to because they saw you know light at the end of the tunnel, and and then you know Tigres sort of stepped back a little bit, but it was Pumas putting the initiative, trying to get it, that third goal, and they put Tigres on their heels. So credit to the Pumas team for doing that, but um, yeah, it just didn't work out in the end. So I think it, it it was not just Tuca's mistake, which I think it was a mistake on his side, but I think it was also the pressure and the intensity that Pumas raised yeah. to be able to well, go on the attack there. Well, you know, the worst thing you can do in a situation like that is is, is, is to give you know a, a desperate team a little bit of hope, whether you're defensive or whatever it is, and then and then then all of a sudden they start building confidence and they have momentum, and then it's like then you can't stop it. But to me, the the biggest play of the game was uh, the play where um, Herrera got red carded, but that's not why. Because, I mean, if um, I'm not sure what the Ecuadorian Neymar was trying to do on that play. I know he almost scored, but if he would have just put a foot on it and just gone, and gone the other way, I mean, that was, that was an easy goal. But instead he decided to do this crazy, I'm going to throw myself at the ball and, then, you know, and try and head it, you know, going the other way. And if he puts that in, I mean, that's 4-3, game over, it's, it's done. Oh, was that the, so and, the uh, uh, attempt where he headed it in, sort of diving? Yeah, and the guy exactly, and the guy barely uh, he barely uh, the uh, the the goalie barely got his hand on, it, and that's the play where uh, where Herrera got red card, which you know was oh you know it was it was it was it was a tough red, but it it was the correct call. I mean, there was no question. I mean, he he didn't get the ball. He got all all of Foyo's shin or whatever it was his calf muscle. I mean, I understood what he was trying to do. He was trying to block the ball into the net, and I get that. But he paid the consequences for for the play that he made, and he got a red card, and it should have been. But if but if but if he then scores that goal, I mean, that would have. I mean, the consequences of that goal would have been massive, not just in the game, but just you know beyond the game too. Um, now, ch changing a little. I mean, still on the league of MX's final, but you know, not so much about the, talking about the game now, but. Obviously, a lot of people, you know, based on you know social media, really were talking highly of the match. Um, do you guys think it was better or on par with the final with America Cruz Azul? You know, and the dynamics. You know, like you know, Moy coming in there. You know, Munoz, basically in the dying minutes. You know, sending it to overtime and stuff like that. Do you think this one was better than? than the one from Cruz Azul America a couple years ago? I think it's on par. I, don't know, I mean, I think it's hard to, to, you know, I think that they each stand on their own merit. I don't necessarily think uh, one was better than the other. Obviously, the, you know, the story's better than the other one because of... The goalkeeper? Of the goalkeeper and Cruz Azul being so close again. And, <laughs> Cruz Azul, that's, you know. that's, that's my exact feelings on that one. No, yeah. but, uh, but you know, I, it's funny, though, because people say, that, well, you know, Pumas, La Cruz Azul. When did Pumas ever have a lead in that? They never had it. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I read, what would you I read, have been saying, though, had uh, Tigres lost? No, that would have been the, a colossal failure. Yeah. I wouldn't have shown Absolutely. up to this podcast. I wouldn't have shown up to this podcast if Pumas would have won. I don't think I could take bet on John. <laughs> that would have been glorious. But <laughs> no, I just kidding. Just kidding. I, I do sort of see Tigres as like the the justified 
champion. I mean, they played better, even though they sort of failed in the second leg, but they played better throughout the whole series. So they, they deserve that. And if and to be truthful, I would have felt sort of not embarrassed. Dirty. You would have felt yeah. dirty. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess so. That might be a too strong of a word, but yeah, it would have been a little bit weird for Pumas to win that. The way did, did you did you feel like that little kid crying? <sighs> you know, yeah. I didn't feel that. I mean, you know, honestly, that, that, that's the thing about about the, the short seasons is that okay, we lost this one. Guess what? There's another one in two weeks. So let's you know, yeah, we can do it all but over it, again. But it did feel kind of like you were playing with house money, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and truthfully, I wasn't even expecting Pumas to be super leader and, and even do as well as they did this whole season. But, uh, you know, they did pretty good. The stats showed that they're, they've played real well. Even, you know, according to Martin and his stats, Picolin is like the, one of the top goalkeepers out there. So, Greatest goalkeeper in the world. Awesome. Is, isn't he out now? Didn't, didn't Pumas get rid of him? No, they got rid of his brother. Uh, but but there's another already, one. Yeah, there was Palacio. Okay. They're, they're, they're going to say that there's a third Piccolini. He's like a their crazy half-brother. You know, the evil twin that's going to show up like on the soap operas. <laughs> I, re I read that the uh, the final on Unimas, whatever, uh, between Pumas and Tigres outperformed any league, any club. It was the high, you know, the most rated the, the, uh, regardless of language. Um, most viewed uh, club soccer match uh, since like 2003, uh, 2013, be it EPL, Bundesliga, Champions League, any, you know, MLS, yeah. Or in well, the US. Dude, the MLS, the MLS Cup rating was a point five. Point five. Yeah. And uh, this one was what a point, a two point something. Was it? Was it that low? I figured it'd be like a four or five. Uh, I mean, this was like, it was like yeah, the highest you know highest rating since 2013 club you know, and it beat out you know NBA it beat out you know a lot of things. So pretty, well, that's, that's why I've always insisted that the uh, you know Liga MX is the the fourth most popular sports league in this country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I especially in certain you know areas. Yeah, I mean the ratings prove it. They get better ratings than hockey for sure. Yeah. You know, and MLS, I mean, I hate to say it for MLS, but it's not even the most, it's like the third most popular league, soccer league in this country. Yeah. And it, a lot of it's, a lot of what MLS is getting is because we, Univision is trying to shove it down our throats. Well, it's not so much that they're trying to, it's just that they lost. They lost, uh, you know, the World Cup. So I mean, they have to make up. They have to make up uh, their programming with other things. So it's not like they're. It's not like they're intentionally trying to shove, you know, MLS and, and uh, you know down our throats. It's that. <clears throat> I think I do think that there's a perception out there, though. I think globally that that it is whether or not they see the quality or the lack thereof. I think most people do view it as as a as a um, an emerging uh, league. Oh, no, no, doubt, no doubt about it. No, leftovers. I mean, no. You're saying they're the leftovers. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, and, and like, and I'm not one. Like, I, I've watched it. I don't watch it. I don't think it's very good, and I don't think it's very entertaining. And I think most people that, if 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 you do watch it from a neutral perspective, it's not very good. Um, 
I, I, but I, I think um, subjectively. Ahead, I think subjectively. I mean, objectively, it's a good league. But I, I think in matter of taste, I mean, going back to what you know Juan Manuel Lilo said about you know the, the league MX being the best in the world in terms of style. I think we're. I think that we're. Just, well, I guess that's just, what I meant. I guess it's good because the types of goals that I see when I te- when I turn into the typical MLS matches more products of errors as opposed to products of creating your goals. Yes, and you know, and that's and I think that's why. I mean, for me, for me, I can turn. I can tune in. I can watch the Argentine league, and I, I, I mean, I know anybody on the field. And I'll still watch it because it's entertaining. It's not because I'm trying to follow a team or a player or something like that. It's just the product on the field speaks for itself. Uh, same thing. Same thing with La Liga. Same thing with Liga MX. Now, I say, you know, it, there was for years. For years, I couldn't. Stay, I didn't really, really like watching the Bundesliga. I thought it was boring. For years, I thought the Serie, you know, Serie A was boring, and I still think, to a degree, it's still a boring league to watch. Um. I think that's what you know. What you were talking, you know, what we're talking about is that the Liga MX. I think for me, the product on the field, and I'm not saying it's the best in terms of you know, the best players in the world. I'm thinking that as far as the product on the field itself, is the best, is is among the best. And I do think that I, I would actually think that the ratings would actually even be a little bit higher if the if the league was presented in a more English friendly manner. Yeah. For those, uh, um, I do think. Because it, it may, the the um, the entertainment value. I mean, that it may not be as high. I'm sorry. I, I, from a, from an entertainment value, I think it, very few touch it. Just with the, the the things that go along, some of the the. Hey, Dan, I think you say that because you're familiar with the league. You're so probably it's, right. It's you're probably right. Know, they had it's a, easier to relate and and to Randall know. Randall Donovan had a chance to play to America, and I'm sorry, Joel, I mean to interrupt. Yeah, he had a chance to play Club America, and I think he should have taken it. And I think they would have been it would have been fantastic for him, and it would have been fantastic for the league. And <laughs> well, it did, well, for whatever it, reason, it didn't work out. I think I think that was a bad mistake on on both parts. Well, one of the things that kind of catch you know that you know that I pay attention to you know Jurgen Klusman, you know, he watches the league Mekis a lot. I mean, and he keeps track. You know, he keeps tabs on 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 the U.S. players that are playing the Liga MX. I mean, you know, when Cholos had that pretty good run in Copa Libertadores. I mean, even you know, even a coach like that values what the Liga MX can do in terms of you know providing uh, uh, an environment for players to you know to to play a more sophisticated you know complex game. You know. And still entertaining because I mean, you're, you're, it's not ju- it's not just vertical where it's long ball, you know. It's not you know it's not that type of ball. I mean, you you do have to have you know you do have to think, you know. It's not going to be fast, you know, like you know like in the EPL, but you have to think, and, and you have coaches. I mean, you have coaches from different styles. You have you know Labuentistas, you have Labuentistas, you have Trellistas, you have you know you have a bunch of them. You have a lot of different schools. The school of Bruce Arenas. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, wasn't um, I believe uh, Bradley was in? Wasn't he complaining that there's a bit of a? He's having, I guess, or has had trouble finding gigs. 
in Europe, I guess, because it's hard to find like a, uh, for them to get chances over there. I'm not sure if you guys have heard anything. No, I, I, that. no I did. I did. I, he's coaching, what, uh, second division somewhere? I believe it was in... Um, Norway or it's one of the Scandinavian countries? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Denmark, but you might be right. Uh -oh. I, I just hear nothing but good things about him. You know, screw that. Around Bob Bradley. Oh, Bob, I think Bob Bradley would be a great league on that. The one, the one that I wanted to see in the in league I make is uh, was uh, Samson. He knew the language, and. He's the last, I think, the last coach for the U.S. soccer that actually tried to do something different as opposed to, you know, playing the percentages, you know, just... Man, talk of, about your team falling apart. Well, it you did. the coach when they had the, when all the... Exactly. <clears throat> right, right, right. But, you know, I mean, I understand, and I understand that, but I, I still don't think that... I still don't think that they had the, the, the player pool and the depth that they do now. But I, 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 I have to, you know, I have to even, I think even when Alda, I think when Alda said it after, after, uh, after the, after the Brazil, that, you know, he doesn't see progress from 94 or 98. You know, they're, they're still playing, you know, they're still playing the cat and mouse game, you know, defensive, you know, bunkering. And um, honestly, in my opinion, I think the, the, the coach, the last year's coach that actually tried to do something different. And you know, play outside their comfort zone was uh, Steve Sampson. You're probably. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember. And, and I know they, they failed, but you're I, probably right. I, I mean, I know they failed. I mean, I'm, I'm not denying that. I know that. You know, obviously Steve Sampson going three and out and being last place in France '98, and then you know, in 2002, you have uh, Bruce Arena going quarterfinals and stuff like that, and being you know your arch rivals. Obviously, you know. To the U.S. fan, you know, screw Steve Sampson. You know, we like Arena, but in terms of long, in terms of trying to change the mentality and, and, and trying to do something different, I, I kind of have to. I, I, in a way, I respect you know Steve Sampson for doing something a little different. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that if that doesn't happen with the uh, you know the players messing around with each other's wives, then you know, chances are pretty good that they have a better World Cup. But I mean, after that, yeah, you know, I mean, because he he cut the captain what two weeks before the tournament started. I mean, that was <laughs> wow. Yeah. Can you can you give some background? I actually don't know. Um... So right before the uh, '98 World Cup, uh, John Hart had been the captain for what like like seven or eight years. He, he was the team. He was a good player. He had played in England for. He was the eternal captain. He yeah. Called him the eternal captain. He was a captain great player. Captain for life, right? And, yeah, and all of a sudden he got he gets cut off he gets removed from the team. There's no explanation, and it's not until like like four or five years ago that when all the spills the beans, yes, because he had an affair with my wife, and you know while we were oh wow, yeah, well it it came out when that whole John Terry thing came out. Mm -hmm. You know, that, John Terry that whole affair came out before the uh, the World Cup in in South Africa, right? Or right. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Yeah, and so and, and so and that was the reason why you know the the team fell fell apart is because they had to deal with that. So, I mean, I I don't think you can really blame, you know, I mean, you know, you know, a coach for. But but also they were in a pretty tough group. Um, if I recall, weren't they against Germany and Yugoslavia? Yeah, and Iran. And Iran. 
I mean, but even even Iran, those other two teams were were stacked. Man, Iran is so underrated. They they, they are. They just don't have luck. I mean, you know, they they have decent teams. They just get thrown in these really really. I I remember for that game they they called the U.S. the Great Satan. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty cool name though. (laughs) 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 He should have embraced it, dude. Just wear red. Everybody grows out thin mustaches. Very cool. Um, alrighty, so I guess we've covered the the, the final uh, deviate a little bit. Um, wanted to talk about uh, briefly some of the the Liga MX transfers. Um, any anything noteworthy that anybody wants to mention or talk about? Um, I know some but, of it's already been covered. I actually, I wanted to ask Holy, Holy um, Angel Reina. Oh. Are they good? Are they going to try to salvage him or that's, no? That's you guys, dude. Sending us your players. Is... <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do you, what did we ever do to you, man? Um... That's a shame because he is so talented. He is so, so talented. No, nobody wants him. Uh... He's rumored to go to Toluca. They, they, had, uh, they tried sending him to Coras de Peak, which belongs to Higuera and... Uh... They said that the well, that's the rumors that the players at at Coras were like, don't don't get him. So he's he has pretty bad reputation as party guy. Uh, I'm saying he's close to going to. Ah, uh, I don't think. I, I don't Either know. Either to go up with Piojo or go or go with Tucan. You you know what, guys? I I think wherever he goes, I think he's taking a massive pay cut. I don't think anyone is gonna want to pay him like what he what he's earning right now. Well, I'm surprised he hasn't gone to Veracruz because I mean, you know, one thing Reynoso Reynoso used to love him in America. I mean, at one point he even referred to him as his son. It's como he's like a son. He's like a son to me. So I'm surprised. I mean, that he hasn't gone to like Veracruz. So is it just parting, or is it also issues on the field where he tends I mean, to get along with folks? It, well, I think, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, the comment that he made, you know, when, uh, you know, when America lost and he, and, and he basically started, you know, you know, talking crap about, you know, his own teammates, like he's saying that, uh, you know, what, what's that comment that he made about Mosquera being, you know, he had a... Uh, Capitan de Agua. Yeah, Capitan de Agua or something like that. Um, the Defensa de Chocolate or something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, you know, he said something like that. <laughs> you, come on, guys. I'm, I'm trying to keep it professional here. Let us better see me. Well, he did say that. <laughs> you know, he did say that. Well, anyhow, so, I mean, obviously with that, and then... Uh, <laughs> Lost my train of thought here, man. It uh, happens. It happens. It, it happens. So, so, all right. So you had you had that, and then obviously I, there was a rumor that he actually like he pulled a gun or like uh, you know in, in the in the Guapas parking lot over there in America's training ground. So I mean, obviously he has baggage, but damn, he's just a ta- he's a talented player. Well, he sounds like he's perfect for Cholos. <laughs> you know what he needs? He needs he needs the Leon Kraus to do an to do an interview with him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Make him cry, Gary Chandler style. That's right. He can, he can start crying. 
like Chicharito did. Hey, man, you know, last it up, Chicharito scored, what, 15 goals since that interview? Yeah, he's 17, no? Isn't he at 17 now? Mm-hmm. I got a hate comment for that, though, later on when we get to that. But on the, on the transfers, I'm showing, like, Rafa Marquez going back to Atlas, Herrera, tal vez, to Chivas, Guerrero, Cruz Azul. Who's going to Chivas? Don't forget Martin Bravo dos Santos. Who's that? Martin Bravo. I'm not exactly excited about that one. Oh, he's at Pumas, right? Well, I guess was, but yeah. I heard I heard Pumas is cleaning house. Yeah, they put like what nine guys on the transfer. Ritos might go to uh, Italy, I think. They're saying. Now, it, yeah, well, obviously, Chacol went to Leon. And, and there's there's rumors about uh, Guignac going to Inter Milan. You th- I mean, how, do you think he'll stay in Mexico? Depends on how much money they offer. I'm thinking they, they probably put a pretty high uh, buyout clause, at least I would hope, if, uh, if you're a Tigres fan and if you want to see him stay. I personally would find it kind of sad to see him go just because you know, he's bringing more attention to the league and, and, and he's really good. He's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I saw on Twitter they had a, on Twitter they had like a, there was like three or four uh, outlets from France covering the uh, the game, you know, and from like you know their, their big newspapers like you know the Monde and and the yeah keeps. So, I mean, it's like yeah, obviously they're keeping tabs on them. You know, there's a radio show here in Austin called The Throw, and it's on one of the sports channels, and uh, they're on they're on Sundays at nine, you know, when everyone's listening to the radio. And I was I was on my way to uh, to get some uh, breakfast tacos, and, and they were talking about uh, I forget what it was, but that's some French dude. So I texted him and I said, "Hey, are you going to watch Gignac in the final?" Goes, I do not watch Liga in mix. I know that he plays in, in in the league, but it's not to me. I don't know. And he's a huge MLS fan. I'm thinking, man, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, come on, how could you not want to watch that? And I think that that's that's the Liga MX's next step. They have to make it more attractive to a to a worldwide audience. I mean, they have to they have to, have to sell themselves. They have, like their 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 website's terrible. Yeah. They don't have they don't have an English version of the website. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I know we kind of touched on it earlier too, but isn't the MLS shown in a bunch of different countries? Um, yeah. You could you could pay to have to have your stuff shown. Yeah, exactly. They're uh, hey, hey, before uh, they're hey, John in, in a French in a fr- in a French accent. Can you say Ricky Bobby? <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you know what? Touching on what John's saying, uh, that's that's what that's what Mexico was doing when uh, when they turned to Liga MX and they switched because it used to be uh, you know Campeón de Invierno and Torneo de Verano. And and I think they simplified it. No, I get that. But their website is horrific. Their website is so complicated. I mean, yeah. it, it's so hard to decide. If you just want to go watch a goal, you can't see goals. They just do a terrible job of, of marketing themselves. Well, that's why we're here. We're the, we're going to be the premier pocho Man, podcast. <laughs> Believe me, I, I, I would love to approach them. To say, hey, you know, let us handle the English side of your of, of your of your website. Yeah, and they should have it. In, I mean, so it, did Tigres by chance create a French version of their website? 
I don't know. Because, I, I mean, that's the one thing, thing that I didn't Leverkusen immediately like spit out a Spanish version to to cater to all the the, the Mexicans that were going to be flooding their website? I know they did a Twitter account. You know, honestly, honestly, they have such a huge cash cow with the Mexicans in the U.S. that I, I don't think they even care. You know, they should though. Yeah, it's just more money. I know, I know, because I know. But I'm just Mexicans saying that. are gonna, are gonna, their kids are gonna grow up and they're gonna go, Dad, why are you rooting for Guadalajara when, you know. T-Max is on TV, you know, and it's oh. much, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Uh, what are you talking about, Dad? Uh, uh, I don't want to go back to Mexico, like in the Tigres del Norte. <laughs> what are you talking so, about, man? You know, we, we, use, we use the Tigres del Norte all the time when we do the, our, our radio shows uh, <laughs> or our Longhorn broadcast because, like, the opposed, like, the, uh, the, 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 uh, when you watch college football game, yeah. the quarterback always looks over to the sideline to see the guys giving signs, and it's always dudes wearing khakis and, like, a really bright shirt. And they're and they're doing like synchronized moves with their hands. So any any other good transfers? I'm thinking. Well, Hulit. Hulit Peña, the flamante de Chivas. Oh yeah. Oh, hold on. Uh, I think uh, there were rumors about that Lalo Herrera going to Chivas, or is that is that going to happen? Not going to happen. They can have him. They can have him. You think he's going to be a bust? You think he's going to be like a Landin? I think he's okay. Oh, I don't think he's going to be like a Landin. I think that well, that was so that uh, different story. But I mean, he's okay, but he's not. You know, he's he's he's, he's just okay. He's just, he's just he's just a guy. He's just a guy that. You know, I mean, to me, he's like a he's like a lesser version of Kikin. What do you guys think of Luis Davila? I mean, I know um, I have I've barely seen him play. Uh, are they just kind of rolling the dice on this guy, or do you think they've actually been really scouting him to see if he could actually contribute? Who Herrera? No, Santos. The way they they brought in um, uh, Davila, I'm just a little bit. I I don't know. I I'm I'm a little skeptical as to as to what whether what he has to bring. I think it's a good move for Santos. I think, you know, they need a, mar well, I mean, a marketable guy. He's, he's decent enough. He'll be fired for them. Because he hasn't even played first division. Back. I'm glad, too. I just, I, I don't think he's ever, I don't think he's played first division football ever. Yeah, I think he was in Portugal in a small team. Was he? Yeah. Now, um, I'm trying to think, uh, Cruz Azul, I think they got Le uh, Aldo Leal. They got Garron from Tigres. Is that already, is that already official? I couldn't tell you. I I've been, I've been up my eyeballs and pixels and data, so <laughs> I haven't been able to pay attention. Who, who's Tom, uh, Thomas Boy coaching? Cruz Azul. The one that's getting Leal. Yeah, Thomas Boy. And then uh, Piojo's getting somebody. Forget. Yeah, that was one I was gonna wanted to ask about too. See if he's actually been able to bring in somebody that he's wanted. But I'm actually can't wait to go see him. Uh, I'm gonna definitely go try to uh, catch him live. You know, Piojo's the kind of coach where Akhar Reina I think would do really well. Well, um, oh yeah, Leao is going to Cruz Azul. Uh, hold on. Uh, what's his name? Um, 
I think Dorados went are, went strong. They, they went for uh, Alfredo Moreno. Uh, they went for Severo Mesa. Yeah, Mesa. Yo Corona. Uh, ta, 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 let me see. Wait, how old is Alfredo Moreno? He's he's uh. Can he play in Necaxa? Yeah, the America. Um, oh yeah. He's like forty. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. He's probably close <laughs> to forty. Atlas, Atlas uh, got the Tigres champion, uh, El Cacha Arevalo. Um. Okay, uh, Lugo, uh, Gerardo Lugo from Tigres. Now he's in Veracruz now. Uh, Man, that guy wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for his dad. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, you know what? But now, because I mean, Victorino. I mean, I mean that Victorino had a bigger name in Cruz Azul, and is that? I mean, you know, he, what I'm saying is, is it if, if his dad didn't play soccer, he would have never even gotten the sniff. He no. had he had a good no. season in Cruz Azul when uh, when Macarian was there. Yeah. Escúchame, hijo. ¿Te gustaría que regresáramos a vivir a México? No way, Dad. No way. No way, Dad. All right. Uh, el paleta, el paleta se queda. He's a, he's also in Veracruz. Dude, what the hell happened to Paleta? He, he man, he to be the the surprise of Russia 18. You think so? El Paletas. Yep. yep. You, did you guys uh, uh, you guys ever recall how, how he got that nickname? No. Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> apparently, apparently, well, Temu Blanco is the one that gave him that name. Um, he was cracking jokes at him, saying that you know if he if, you know if he didn't you know become a footballer, he'd be selling Paletas on the street. <laughs> so, apparently, so I think that's that. I don't mean I don't know how true that is, but that's that's uh, what I what I read that. Paletas izquierdas. But dude, the guy. I mean, the guy. Uh, he's talented player, man. He's what you see. Like he's the second Mexican to have a hat trick in Libertadores. Yeah, he's doing good in Tigres. And do you remember? I mean, I still. I mean, I still watch <laughs> this every night. I watched this. But River night. played in the final, man. I, mean, I watched in the this. <laughs> well, yeah, he was part of the team with you know with Cabañas that you know that was the the Maracanazo, uh, where they beat you know Fluminense, where they beat the Flamengo, Flamengo three nothing, and then you have that player, the, the that that goalkeeper that eventually is in jail because he killed his wife, where he starts basically crying at the end. Did he get a hat trick? Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Uh, Esqueda got one and Cabañas got two, El Gordinho. You know, the Gordinho. But um, man, he was a great player, man. And then uh, I think it was in that in that uh, that uh, edition where Paletas was criticized because he was grabbing his nuts, you know, <laughs> insulting. Uh, I think it was it. I have a picture of it. <laughs> on, uh, I have a picture of it. It's not, not on my, I don't have it on my iPad, but I have, I have it on my computer. Or, well, no. High resolution, Ronnie? No, no, no. Uh, so yeah, but uh, I, I just, I watch, I still watch this clip every day. It's of of uh, Enrique Esqueda doing a tunnel, 
uh, with Reynoso. It was in a, in a final, or in a, not in a final. It was a, I think it was a playoff match. You watched it before going to bed? Ah, yes, yes, El Clásico. <laughs> no, but he was a good player, man. I can't believe it's just. I mean, he's he's like he's gone from. I think he went from America. He went to Pachuca, and from Pachuca, I think the Tigres, and now he's going to Veracruz. Uh, el Topo, el Juan Carlos Topo is going to Atlas. He's, go, he's, he's going back home. Hey, speaking of, what, what did happen to Landin? Where is that guy? Last time I heard he's still doing the shopping Texas. in Houston. Because, I mean, I know Buffalo is playing uh, indoor. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't heard from, I haven't heard you know, about him in a long time. Uh, maybe about a year ago, I read that uh, El, San El Santi Fernandez, uh, he went back to school, you know, and I think he's trying to become like an agent. But as far as like, you know, remember Los Tres, Los Tres Chiflados, who was, it was, uh, who was it, Landin, Santiago Fernandez, and who was the other one? Esqueda, um, wasn't it? No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Santiago Fernandez? Oh, was that? oh yeah, he mentioned him already. He's talking about the, the Haiti game, but it was yeah. five on zero, and they still couldn't score. <laughs> yeah, they needed like five, one, or six. Landin is at Sacatepec. Sacatepec? Oh, yeah, I knew he was somewhere around there. Oh, okay, hey, never mind. As of, as of two hours, I read here, I'm reading here that Angel Reynel ya es de Toluca. Oh. He's, go, he's going on loan for six months, so. Julio Gomez is coming back, too. Is that La Momia? Yeah, La Momia. I, I think he's too short. I don't think he's... I think, you know... Covid, I think, is, was really good, too. Oh, but, then, but, but then he started having uh, women problems, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's, that was his downfall, women. It's the same as well, remember I mean, what, that... what women what woman can resist a dude who's four eight? I mean seriously. That dude <laughs> has some good ball control. The best I've ever seen. What happened to that kid from Cruz Azul? He was supposed to be a wonder No, no, there was another one. He was like fifteen. You know? Oh uh, Galvan, Martin Galvan. There you go. Oh yeah, oh. where he debuted like at fourteen or fifteen? He was yeah. uh, from what I understood, he was banging somebody he wasn't supposed to be banging and he kept <laughs> Kept going back to the well. What's this I'm, I'm guessing it was like either some coach's wife or somebody in the in the uh, organization's better half. So oh, no. there you go. Lundin's current team is the Brownsville Barracudas. See, I told you it was close to Bofo. <laughs> are they are they indoor? <laughs> <laughs> We might have we might have classicals in uh, watching indoor U.S. soccer. It is, dude. <laughs> it's a, an amateur team. The men's indoor squad made its professional debut at the. Did <laughs> y'all know where Brownsville is? If you think think of the map of Texas, right, and you think like at the very bottom, like the Dick Tip, that's Brownsville. Yeah. By Matamoros. Yeah. <laughs> Brownsville. Yeah. You familiar with that area, you John? Oh yeah, I'd like to go to the valley. Oh, I'd love the valley. The valley to me is where Mexicans get it right. It's like one of the few isn't, where... isn't that where um where uh, what's his face crossed into Mexico on his way to Cihuatanejo? Uh no, that was in uh, Fort Hancock. <laughs> oh, okay, my bad. No, yeah. my my dad uh, my dad's actually from uh, he's from uh, Mission, Texas. 
So is Tom Landry. Yeah, I know. In fact, this is how pathetic athletics is in the Valley. Tom Landry, who was what played maybe in the either late 20s or 30s, still holds some of the Valley track records, <laughs> like 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 in the 100-meter dash and stuff like that. Well, I mean, one that shows what a great athlete he was, but two shows just how the Valley just does not produce too many uh, too many star athletes. But uh, no, the Valley is really interesting. The Valley is uh, there are a lot of uh, a lot of people from the north uh, spend their winters. They call them winter Texans. It's no snowbirds. Yeah. Because it's it's in the you know 70s to 80s pretty much the entire winter. So a lot of people from Michigan and Minnesota go down there. I mean, like I said, I I love the Valley. I, I'm very comfortable in the Valley because. Uh, yeah, so it's, I, it's, it's I, I, completely I, bilingual. It's it's such a. I mean, you could you could have a conversation with someone where every other word is English and Spanish, and and they both totally get it. And they have a great phrase that's like, yeah, it's cool. They go, está bueno. Yeah. Está bueno. The uh, you have like you know one of the things that you know like you know about the valley you know you have rather than saying you know written estacionamiento you say parcadero. Right. You know. And you the, know politics, what? Um, the politics are hilarious. In when I was in Costa Rica, they didn't use um, estacionamiento. I think they actually wrote um, like something like parquear, dude. But even going into Mexico, like from uh, from Brownsville or uh, Reynosa, they, uh, what do they call the junkyards? El junque. Los junkies. That's some ghetto stuff, man. What are you going to do? With a Y, though. You have to spell it with a Y. Los Yonkies, Los Yonkies. No, but in t in, in, when you go to McAllen, I'm oh, sorry, when you go to Reynosa, uh, the tourist attraction in Reynosa is McAllen. <laughs> they say. The mall. They say. No, the, the, the tourist attraction in Reynosa is to go to McAllen. Yeah, the mall in McAllen. Yeah. What, what is there to see? No, uh, no. I'm just saying. It's just look. For for, for some reason, I mean, and, and I, you know, you know, my my grandfather, you know, they they passed away, you know, but they used to swear, and I've heard and my uncles tell me that back in the day, Reynosa used to be a very beautiful city, a very beautiful you know town, small town. And like honestly, I don't see it. I think it's a shithole. You know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Reynosa is just Reynosa to me. Yeah, Reynosa. I mean, to me, is dirty. I mean, it's just nasty. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I love the food. I mean, the, there's right by the Ford dealership. There's a Calle del Taco. I don't, I don't know the official name. I just know it's Calle del Taco. And that's where, that's where you just have nothing but taquerias after taquerias, taquerias. But other than that, I mean, that's all. That's all. Reynosa was good, you know, for me at least, and and going to the bars. Um, but you know, they used to tell me that Reynosa used to be a very, very nice town. Until all the Oaxaqueños, you know, with the braceros, and then when they just started coming and they just started messing, you know, shut up. Oh, man. Was, it like, was it like of Neanderthals? <laughs> I don't know, too, but I just, I, I don't know. I, I can't picture it. I just can't picture it. They tell me it was nice at one point, but I, I can't see it. Let's make Reynosa better, great again. Yeah. <laughs> when I go to the <laughs> You know, Reynosa was awful, and, and Matamoros was terrible. When I, when I crossed, because I, I did cross, because I would, you know, buy my wife, like, Tanavera and stuff like that. I would go to a town called Progreso. Yeah. And then Nuevo Progreso, man, it was so easy to cross. And, uh, I mean, you could, it was just, it was a snap. You didn't have to worry about, I mean, I could park on one side, walk across. And the shop's right there on the main drag, and I would get my wife in a really nice, you know, proper Tanavera plate for, 
you know, where it would cost me like 50, 60 bucks in the States for $10. I mean, it was, it was just ridiculous. You know, you know, before, sorry to interrupt, but before 9, you know, 9-11, crossing the border was just so easy. Oh, I know. I mean, it was, I mean, it was just, you know, awesome. You know, both sides, you know, going, you know, either way. You know, right. it just, it just, it just seems like it was awesome. I mean, I used to make that trip a lot. And then now you have to take your stupid passport, which is such a joke. Yeah. It was even after 9-11. It wasn't too long ago where they implemented the passport thing. Yeah, but it just it just got crazy. I mean, after you know after nine eleven going to to Reynosa, so I mean, I kind of stopped. I crossed. Yeah, boy, Boys Town closed too, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. I didn't want to mention that. That's what <laughs> I didn't want to mention Boys Town. <laughs> is that like yeah. uh, is that the they Texas version of West Hollywood? Yeah, there used to be ads in the paper in Austin. It's like weekend trip to Boys Town. Bus leaves at you know Saturdays at four. <laughs> just harsh. Yes. What did you say? What did you say? What the California version of it was? Of uh, like uh, West Hollywood. No, Boys Town is uh like the Chicken Ranch, or like the what's the place out in Nevada? The Bunny, the Bunny Ranch. That's what the Boys Bunny Ranch. Yeah, the Boy, Boys Town was basically kind of like a little small. Neighborhood of of sorts. Okay. And you just basically go in there, and there was different type of you know different type of establishments. They they had you know a place where you're kind of like your you know a strip like a strip joint, yeah. typical strip joint. And then you had ones that are just kind of like more where you go in there less you know you drink less copitas and you just talk to the you know to the companion. And then you had the the more rough stuff stuff. I'm but, Moving moving things along, uh, I know Beto, you want to talk about uh, Chicharito and how he's uh, tearing it up at Leverkusen. Uh, what has he got? Eighteen goals now. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty impressive. But uh, I think I've sort of mentioned it before, um, but it really sort of came to me this last time when I actually looked it up on the internet. That the team they played, where he scored one goal and got an assist, I think it was or something. It's actually fourth division. Like all these teams going on, are uh, and everyone's going on Twitter and social stuff. But I sort of uh, lessen my view of him after seeing that these teams are not never heard of him before. That I find fourth division. Yeah, team. but but that's a cup game now. I mean, you know, I mean, he's not he's not playing fourth division teams every week. I mean, he scored a hat trick against a pretty decent team. Yeah, I I agree with John because I mean honestly. When you're on a roll, it doesn't matter, dude. You're on a roll. Well, I think because he's getting playing time, the roll yeah. would be inevitable. I would just, I just, I would, I just wonder if he was playing ninety minutes consistently for Man U, what would happen? You know what? He, he those were his slum busters. Those are the, the gordi wapas. <laughs> you know, I mean. I think it's fair to say that, like, yeah, it, it may not count as, or it, it doesn't help hold the same significance scoring against a fourth division team. But I mean, he did score the hat trick for the first time, uh, and the goals were really, really, really high quality. I thought the first one he showed an amazing, really, really good technique um, and and a decent finish. Um, the the last the last goal was a little bit more typical of, of what we're used to seeing him finishing the play, um, but 
I think I think it's all well deserved. I know um, he's winning the popularity contest, or he's won the popularity contest in in Germany um, over some arguably some better players. But I mean, good for him, or and good for the, his fans that are that are voting. Well, keep in mind, keep in mind, you know, also Chuck is that you know when you're playing the cup, you know, and you're playing the lower divisions teams, they're gonna go in there and bunker. And I mean, honestly. You know, if if Chicharito can, if if he's gonna, you know, face that type of, you know, that opposition where, you know, where they're they're, you know, they're defending him and stuff like that, you know, and he and he's able to break the bunker, and if that is able to help Mexico, you know, if help him, you know, because he's gonna see that, he's gonna see those type of, you know, the teams bunkering in the World Cup qualifiers. I just, you know, I, I, I'd like to have, you know, Chicharito inform. I'd rather have him inform than not have him inform. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. It plays out perfectly. And I will say that during the, the his hat trick, there was just a golazo that he scored. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Oh yeah, where he just, you know, basically his back is towards the the goal, and then he just, you know, turns and one touch it. Yeah. yeah, that was a beautiful goal. Even the one where he. It was a good pass to him in the box, and he sort of like zigzagged it through a uh, a defender and scored it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really high quality goal that that wasn't just him showing good positioning and a decent finish. It was, I mean, really really high quality goal that any that it, it'd be impressive coming from anybody. Well, 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 that one, the second one, and the first one were top notch because I mean, the first one he basically, you know, had to think fast on his feet. Took you know he 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 basically juked a uh, a defender and then basically kind of just tapped it you know the way Romario used to do it you know with three fing you know with the three fingers yeah the yeah the, yeah, the tipok I mean he did he did you know he did very well the first two goals the first two goals were awesome the last goal typical Chicharito he just knew how to find the space and you know when posted you know so I, I thought that was awesome. I think, you know, for him, uh, he's got a couple things about him. First of all, he's extremely professional, so, you know, he's going to show up and train. He's not He's going to take care of his body. Yeah. You know, he's not He's not. A, he's not the party guy. I mean, I mean, he may be, but, you know, at least not publicly, you know, and he uh, and, and, and he still wants to, to, to – he's so competitive and he wants to get better. And um, it, 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 I, think, I think that he's, you know, if there's anybody that's going to be, you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I think athletes should ever be role models for, for – Kids and stuff. They should be role models for other athletes, and I think that you know any any up and coming striker from any nation would go, man, that guy butts his ass, and 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 and, and he he does a great job, and now you're starting to see the fruits of his labor, and I I I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if if this is a one and done for Chicharito, and he goes to <clears throat> you know like a you know AC Milan or or. Like a Valencia or, or something like that next year. I mean, I, I think that he's he's outgrowing Leverkusen at a very rapid rate. There's no question. And I'm glad that is that they're they're going to play in the Europa League because if they would have gone to the Champions League, it would have been uh, one and done. So at least in the Europa League, at least you know he's going to get a chance to maybe possibly you know maybe go two three rounds into the into the knockout. But if it would have been the Champions League, it would, they would have gone up against you know. Pick anybody, and they would have just slaughtered him. So I think that this 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 is going to work out better for him uh, and and his career. But I but I I truly believe that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make some money on him. There's no question. Yeah. Do you think the thing in the Europa League uh, 
hurts their chances of getting fourth again. Because right now they think they're sitting in six, so I, I think it'll sharpen things a little bit. They're I'm in sorry, the Europa ahead. League because they came in third in the Champions League, so it automatically qualifies them. For yeah, I, no, I know. I'm just wondering if if the the, the continued uh, congestion of, of like the fixtures of playing basically twice a week is going to that going to impede well, their. Don't forget that the Bundesliga they're getting ready to go on Christmas break, so he's going to get six weeks off right now. Six, you know, I didn't realize know, it was six weeks long. Before yeah. we progress, um, you know what surprised me in the game against Barcelona? i never seen Chicharro um, tell off one of his teammates. Oh, yeah, that was intense. And didn't he get an assist from that guy later on, like during his hat trick? He was yeah, like, it was... Uh, he had to check him. Bad. I mean, had it, have any of you guys seen Chicharro check one of his teammates? No. I think that's more leadership skills now that he's showing. Yeah. Didn't, didn't they get taking more initiative? Yeah, I think on some level it's saying that it's his team. Yeah. Now, um, well, moving away from Chicharito, uh, what do you guys think of the whole uh, Jonathan Dos Santos being added as a as a gay? <laughs> as a gay? Yeah, as, as a gay. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's just like what he tweeted. Did they say who his life partner is? Yeah, he tweeted, man. He said he said it up straight. It's just the journalist looking for a story. And then well, he, he said that if he he said there's a he went a very Seinfeld esque route where he said that not that there's anything wrong with it. Uh, if I was, I would gladly admit it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. This is just uh, bad journalism. I think something. I'm paraphrasing, but I think that's generally what he, what he responded with. Well, he should have said, "Hey, hey, I'm not gay. He was sucking my dick." <laughs> no. Hey, on, on the group, on the chat room, on the on the chat, I posted a stat. It says here, "Did you know that one out of three people are gay?" And then one guy said, <laughs> "Look, look at it. It's a stat." So I mean, you know, it's 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 it's, it's something. It's, a it's mean, science. It's a mean. It's, <laughs> you know what? I mean, honestly, his own personal life, his own personal life. I don't think it's going to affect anything he does on the field. If that's what he wants to do, if that's who he is, you know, if if, if he is gay, then maybe you know, you know, why hide it? Be gay. Fine. I don't care. Do what you want. But has, what, has he ever been? Has there ever been pictures of him with a girl? Like like you would see. Well, uh, don't forget Giovanni that he was with... one of the ones that was implicated in the in the whole whorehouse. Down in in Quito, when they had the the call girls, yeah, that, that was when the I remember I never forget the the, the the hotel general manager said, you know, the safety and privacy of the of the guests in this hotel is paramount. Um, you know, it's, you know, we take we 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 our reputation, you know, our reputation is trying to ask them. So uh, that was where did you guys find the use kind of? Oh, those were in Jonathan Dos Santos's room. <laughs> that, that was that was Fabian being a bad influence. No, but did hey, you, didn't they get caught because uh, they stole from them, so they they were complaining? I, I don't remember that. Yeah, I think the girls compl- I mean, they stole, they stole from the rooms, and then. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. They went to complain, and then they. <laughs> well, have you seen the idiots? Yeah, they, they stole their iPads, and the idiots went and complained about it. Well, have you seen his Twitter, his uh, Instagram, John, uh, Jonathan? No. He's a uh, him and well him and Giovanni are pretty uh, spiffy dressers and stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, it, it, 
I, you know, remember, you know, I, I, I speculated that there was some, some uh, boy and boy stuff going on in the in the in the locker room in Mexico. Did you, you know? say it was Bella though? Yeah, I did say it was Bella though. <laughs> I did. Okay, I was wrong though. I was wrong. He's no. like, but I know I smelled some gay on someone. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. On Monterrey. Yeah. Yeah, I, I smell it. I know it. <laughs> you know, you know what that smell is. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the musk is in the air. <laughs> the musk. <laughs> You know, it's funny, when I was in college, my, my, my roommate was gay, and there were so many times when I would walk in the room, and he goes, thank God you weren't here 10 minutes ago. I was like, no, believe me, you're absolutely right. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> well, he had, um, he had an affair with a local weatherman. Well, and apparently, apparently, Tevinotas was saying that uh, you know he also had, or was it that they he also had an affair in Barcelona, which had me thinking, you know, maybe it, it is true, maybe it could be true because I mean he did stay in Barcelona for a long time, and and I always always wondered why. It's not like he was getting any playing time, you know, but maybe he was getting playing time. <laughs> you know, but again, I mean, if, if if he is, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, how many there have to be. You know, just just playing the percentages. I mean, you know, I mean, there has they just there has to be a handful of guys or more so that are then just one out of three. One out of three. Yeah. I don't there think that there are five guys on this call. Stat right there, dude. What's that? I don't think that's a correct stat. I think it's more like one in ten. I think <laughs> one in three seems awfully high. Well, I just think it's a good stat, though. <laughs> Well, you're one of the few single ones here. <laughs> you know what I have? What I have found in my life is the people that are the most homophobic are usually the ones that are hiding it the deepest down, their true self. That trip over one uh, on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> like like the like the like the dad in uh in what was that movie? Was it American Beauty? Was the SpaceX? <laughs> no, uh, uh, Chris Cooper. I didn't see that. One. You didn't see American Beauty? Uh, it's about uh, a guy having a midlife crisis and his. Uh, oh, is, it, his, is the the girl from um, American Pie? What's her name? Yeah, Mina Savari. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. It's a long yeah. time ago. I saw it a long time ago. And uh, his uh, the Kevin Spacey is having this, and and his neighbor, his neighbor's son is the, is like the local pot dealer. So he uh, goes over and and gets pot, and there's like a, there's like a great like a three's company scene where the his militant ex-military dad, who just is incredibly anti-homophobic, and you know, they have a couple lines, and he sees his son what he thinks is, is giving Kevin Spacey, you know, he's performing on him, and he freaks out, and then he ends up going over to uh, Kevin Spacey, and he, and he comes on to him because he's gay, and Kevin Spacey kind of backs off, and well, I'll let y'all see the movie if you want to see it. Yeah. But I mean, but seriously, I mean, it, it's been my history. The people that are that are most homophobic like that are usually the ones that are that can't deal with their true selves, which is now, kind of sad. Now, what do you think about uh, Nahuel, uh, Nahuel Guzman and Israel Jimenez? What did I think about it? I thought it was yeah. sweet. It was just yeah. a charming moment. Oh, what about you, Juan? What, what did you think? Adults. Celebrating victory. 
Do you guys think that uh, Jimenez was overcompensating afterwards and was like really trying to like bro it up super hard, like with the fist pumping and and like looking at the crowd? Kind of like maybe overanalyzing it. I was like, I don't know if that was like by accident, man. Like that little moment, but like it looks like he's really trying to play it off now. Like, no, 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 man. I don't. I wasn't trying to kiss. I'm a man. He's just like pumping his arms a little even more. I don't know if anybody else caught that or I was just well, looking. Well, then, for but it. then, then, then somebody didn't he? Somebody tweet a picture of him naked in the locker room too. That was me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Is that before or after? Uh, well, that picture was in the locker room, and where they were holding the, the the trophy. And yeah, there was someone in the background. Is that what he was holding? Secretos de la montaña. Sí, you saw that the meme. Hay secretos en la silla de la montaña. Well, that that was the uh, that was the the Spanish uh, translation of broke broke back mountain. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious that that's what they called it. Uh, say that again. That was uh, my my buddy Jesus, who does the long runs with me, said that the the Spanish version of Brokeback Mountain was Secretos en la Montaña. That was the name of the movie. Hey, Nathan Noel is Arg Argentine, Argentine, right? Yeah. Yeah, he is. And they are a, a little great, more kissing. Great goalkeeper! What a great goalkeeper! Yeah, they're they're more affectionate as a uh, in society, I think, aren't they? As, as a people. As a people. And the whole JDS thing, I mean, he has been living in Spain, and that, and they definitely do that, like, when anybody comes on and off the field, it seems like. Yeah, it's like they do the kiss on the cheek. It's not like a kiss in the air. It's a kiss. Let me turn my head and kiss your cheek and stuff. But I don't know. I, I really, obviously, I don't have an issue with it. But uh, it is funny to, to see, uh, I guess, people get rustled over it. I was looking at the video and I didn't even see any like real. I mean, they got close. I must have not seen it real well or a bad angle. Are you talking about Noel and Jimenez? Yeah, I didn't really see any contact. I just saw like a really close. Cheek is close to size during that. Had a roller and stuff just. To... Well, there was definitely a pucker and there was definitely some contact. I, I just I couldn't tell if it was on the on the lips or, or where it was. Well, he said something to him. Noel, Noel said something to him before taking the penalty to kick. Like, he made this. And he made it. He made it. Yeah. Well, who is it that, that, that kiss each other when they come off the field when they're being stung? Uh, Neymar in Barcelona. Yeah, I, I, see, I see that all the time. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's not that big a deal. The Dos Santos brothers seem to. Um, to do it also. I've seen them. Yeah. yeah. That's not a big deal. Yeah. Hey, well, um, changing subjects, too bad per or Fernando's not here because um, he covered uh, the U.S. Um, China uh, game, the women's. And, um, how did, how did he do? He did well. He did well. He, uh, he tweeted. He was tweeting, you know, live tweeting. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna lie. I don't, I don't watch a lot of um, uh, uh, women's soccer. Although, you know, the fact that you know, with my, you know, my older brother's kids, you know, she's she's five now, so obviously she's starting to kick the soccer ball a lot. 
I mean, I think it's just going to be naturally that I'm going to start having to... to, Personally, I think it's great that the U.S. women are good at soccer, but if they weren't good at soccer, no one would give two shits about them. Well, my my thing, like I said, I'm not an an expert, you know, in in women's soccer and stuff like that, because it's not something I really, you know, grew up around. I didn't have any sisters or anything like that, you know. Um, And none of my female cousins played it, not that I recall. Um, But... I, I think that I think that the U.S. women's program benefits a lot from the Title IX, and I think they're at a huge advantage over the rest of the world. Um, you know, because I I don't know. It's just it it just seems like you know there's one country that. That uh, that where soccer should be able to survive in women's soccer should be in the U.S., but it just seems like you know, like every league, you know, it seems like every you know women's soccer, you know, is is folding every other like five years or so. But I, I think it's popular in the sense where there's going to be a lot of participants. I'm not sure if there's going to be a whole lot of spectatorship. Uh, that's I, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. You know, um, I mean, we're talking about the. Like it's it's funny that you mentioned the 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 popularity of the sport and and, and the World Cup. I distinctly remember nothing being mentioned up until they started. Uh, I think they reached the semis, where it's like, oh, hey, they might win it again. So let's just all jump on board, and let's all like you know do the patriotic thing and 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 support the girls. Um, but then it fades away into back up to back into obscurity. Yeah, one of the, one of the things I was asking for another, you know, that I wanted him to ask um, was. Uh, I, you know, they canceled. They canceled the previous game. They were in Hawaii, uh, and they, you know, they were complaining about the, uh, the the field conditions and stuff like that. You know, and obviously, you know, they didn't like the field conditions in Canada because of the turf and, and stuff. Which I, I honestly, I mean, the the youth there's youth teams. You know, kids. They they've played you know youth tournaments in in turf. You know, so I, I didn't I didn't understand. Why, you know, they they were making it into you know a gender issue, and I didn't understand why because I mean, like I said, you know, in two thousand five, the the tournament in the under seventeen in Peru, I think every stadium, if you know, or maybe I think all no every stadium had a tur- had turf. They didn't it didn't have natural grass. Um, and well, obviously no. they canceled they canceled the game in Hawaii because of the turf. But it wasn't just the turf; it was just the fact that the, the seams were coming apart. I mean, it was right, 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 right. I mean, I understand that was you know that's dangerous and stuff like that. But I mean, I was just wondering if you know one of the things that I wanted that you know Fernando to ask was if you know what all the guys are doing, you know MLS guys, if they're you know also lending a, you know a voice to to their fight. Did Fernando get any questions in? Or I mean, uh, he did. He did. He did get some questions in. Awesome. I wonder, did you guys see what the what Abby Wambach said recently? She got interviewed or on a podcast or something. Not what she said. She said some interesting stuff. I think about that uh, Carly Lloyd. She said Carly Lloyd wouldn't be anything without her. And uh, and then she started talking about Jurgen that he, that she would, you know, she would have him fired. That he's made promises that he hasn't kept and things like that. Uh, honestly, honestly, you know, why say that when you're retired? You know, I mean, she should have said that when she's, you know, when she still had, uh, you know, something to lose. You know, 
Yeah, it's just going out stirring the pot, but uh, you know. I mean, it, it is. I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you're, you know, you're gonna say that, say that, you know, when you have something to lose, you know, when you're still, you know, part of the team and stuff like that, you know, why say it when you're already, you know, retired? And that, that to me, just you know, I mean, she may be right. I'm not saying she's wrong, but I'm just saying that, you know, I think she should have said it when, when it mattered. Well, the, the thing that I, I find funny is that they're complaining about playing on these turf fields, but I, mean, I guarantee you that any, any girl who played soccer and went through junior high, high school, college, 90% of the fields they played on were turf. Okay. So, I mean, if there's anybody that's used to playing on turf, it's girls that play soccer in this country. I mean, because, I mean, just about every high school, in the, in, in, at least now, every high school on, on, in America has, has a field turf field. Well, I mean, even Liga MX has a turf. Uh, what is it, the Cholos? Yeah. And there's another place that has it too. So I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see the big deal. And then the poor people out in in in, in, uh, in Eastern Europe, like in Russia and Ukraine, I mean, they have to have it because yeah, because of the the climate. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> So no, no, but uh, Fernando said he enjoyed it. He enjoyed the game. Well, he enjoyed, you know, being there. Um. So, guys, unless there's anything else, maybe we should uh, start uh, shutting things down for the night. Yep. America. Yes. All right. Like John said, uh, we're uh, just a few weeks away, so. From it start from it starting all over again. All right, so who's gonna take who's gonna take the title next uh, next season? Man, that's the great thing about Liga MX. I mean, I mean, seriously, there's you know one or two teams that won't win, or, or you know, like I don't think Dorados has a chance. Uh-huh. And, and, and and sadly, that's just about it. I mean, everyone else has has, has a chance. I mean, it's just, okay. it's just the parity in the league. It's how it is. Okay, all right, Dan. Dan who do you want to see relegated? Chivas. Uh, John? Who do I want to see relegated? I want to see uh, Monarcas relegated because, uh, I mean, if TBS Seca is going to have two teams, then treat two teams the same. So give, you know, everything to one team. And Well, the five years hasn't expired, though. I don't care. Okay, all right. I'm just wondering. Okay. All right, uh, Beto, who do you want to see uh, relegated? Uh, not Chivas. <laughs> Dorados. Okay. Uh, so no, who is it? Beto? Is it Dorados or? or Dorados. Oh, okay. Uh, not Chivas. Joel, Joel, who do you want to see relegated? Veracruz. <laughs> they uh, they bought. Remember when they bought their way back to first? Yeah. They they even had two teams, one in second division and. Uh, I want to see. I want to see uh, Chivas, just because, <laughs> like I said, dude. I, you know, and I and I know you know this. I hate. I hate. You know, when Mexico copies. You know, like Argentina songs and stuff like that. <laughs> but and but I I really want you know Mexico. You know, America's fans to start singing that. You know, Chivas, decime que se siente haber jugado en la B. Te juro que aunque pasen los años, 
Have you guys heard that song? Yeah, walk up as we're singing the river. Yeah, but, and it's funny because you know they were making a big deal about that chant uh, in the World Cup, and I'm thinking, you know, you know, they're saying Brazil, they see make it siente, but it was actually, I mean, I I was hearing that when it was with Boca, you know, you know, oh, um, Cheekies, can you play? Can you play a, a clip? Um, can you play that clip of, of Boca? Uh, Boca fans singing that to River. If I show, if I send you a clip. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. Hold on. All right, hold on. Let me look it up. I'm gonna put my on the YouTube here. Let me listen. And uh, I'll I'll tell you which one because there's this one that's really good. I just want to. I mean, I actually really want to sing that. I'll go to the stadium and sing that one. Well, I mean, if 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 Chivas descend, there's no guarantee that they'll ever be back in the Liga MX. Yeah, if if, if Chivas descends, if if if, uh, if to get relegated. Really yeah. Um, okay. Uh, it's it says inolvidable inolvidable fiesta de Boca River decime que se siente. Did you see it? I'm looking it up. Okay, if you go to YouTube, just put Boca River, and then it, it says, uh, decime que se siente. John, do you, be... think they, you think they would struggle to get back in? Come back up? Oh, sorry, Hold go on. ahead. Lugar. <laughs> But you're not going to get a chance to sing it because uh, Chivas is not going to go down. I don't want this. Because cause the mighty Hudis is going is to take him to a quarterfinal finish and then they'll be going next. No, so, yeah, so, no, honestly, honestly, if, if Chivas goes down, I don't think they'll ever come back up. Nope. I, I, I really think so. They'll, they'll never come like then Nick well, well, not even that, because Nick Axe could go after foreign players. You know, you know what's going to happen is that Chivas will, 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 the team will get bought and they'll get rebranded as Zacatepec. Yeah. Or, or Union de Curtidores. Or what was that team in Guadalajara? Was it Oro? Yeah, Oro. That's, it, it'll be Oro. It'll, it'll come back as Oro. So, hey, uh, if Chivas gets relegated, would you still support them? No sirven para nada. I think his uh he's crying. His phone's gonna, blowing up. You gonna cry, boy? <laughs> well, I think what's happening to Joel is like you know that scene in A Clockwork Orange when the you old gonna man cry, man boy? realizes that that it's that it's the guy that you know that, that beat him up. You know that that it's uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell, and he's just sitting there shaking, you know, just, just and the camera's really tight around his face. It's like his lips are really pursed, and his head is shaking, and he's having a freak out. That's what that's what's happening to Joel right now. Yeah, I know. He's like, you gonna crab boy, huh? How about you? <laughs> how about you want some a hamburger and some French fries? <laughs> John, is that your favorite movie? Which one? Clockwork Orange. It's not. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, it's certainly one of my favorites. It's not my absolute favorite, but I mean, there's just so many iconic scenes. Mm -hmm. in it, so. I mean, if you're watching, if you watch old Simpsons episodes, they have so many allusions to Clockwork Orange. It's incredible. Just, just some great a lot of great imagery in that movie. 
Yeah, it's uh, twice that you've made a reference to it on the show. <clears throat> Is it? Yes. Well, I, I did watch it a lot when I was in high school, I'm not going to lie. Good stuff. Alrighty, two of the so movies that I tend to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ronnie. Two, 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 two of the movies that I watch a lot, like every time it's on TV, I always stop what I'm doing I watch. Uh, my Cousin Vinny and Snatch. Like, just, I just throw that out there. The Germans. <laughs> the Germans. These two youths. The youths, yes. Snatch That's a Ralph Macchio's uh, third best movie. <laughs> His best one is Beer League. No, man, The Crossroads, dude. I remember that one. I remember that. He played the guitar. Yeah, that's my personal favorite, but obviously, well, um, you guys, you guys right. can't forget the Outsiders. Yeah, was he really that? Uh, he was. The, well, no, yeah, he had a that, that had that had a. I mean, that cast. I mean, they had Patrick Swayze. They had. It was the Charlie coolest Sheen. cast. They had was it Charlie Sheen, Tom Cruise, Matt Dillon. Uh, uh, yeah, Matt Dillon. Patrick uh, Swayze. See Tom they had Howell. Kelly, yeah, Howell. see Thomas Howell. Kelly, Kelly, what's your name? Uh, Preston, but what's his name? Uh, John Travolta's oh, yeah, wife. Yeah. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Are you, are you crying? Emilio Stevens. Yeah. Are you crying, Joe? Did you get Did you get the, the foam out of your mouth so you could talk again? Man, you, sound like a <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a redneck when you're saying "boy." You crying, boy? You cry. That's from that's a reference to Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. Oh. <laughs> you know with that was in the that Kid Rock? Yeah, Kid Rock. Yeah, that's right. You crumble. Like I like shakes the clown. Uh-huh. All right, homies. All right, guys. Alrighty, well I guess that's wrapping up episode was it fifteen? Um Joel Jolie, Joel, however you want to be called, uh Beto, John Ronnie and myself, uh, we are Los Cachirules. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Cheers.